0: You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Lumber 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you for the next hour or so, bringing you all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. And as always, you can call 69 uh, and you or you can call 87 And that actually counts for WhatsApp as well. So you can WhatsApp if you use WhatsApp. And today I have a giveaway. I have two DVDs to give away um, for the new movie with Angelina Jolie, which I'll turn down my microphone a bit. I seem a bit loud there. Um, The movie is called Those Who Wish Me Dead. It's a brand new movie, 2021 movie. Uh, The synopsis is a teenage murder witness finds himself uh, pursued by twin assassins on the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked to protect him. A uh, Forest fire threatens to consume them all. Yeah, and that's pretty much, uh, I've, I've, I've seen the movie. Um, very, very good. Angelina Jolie movie. Um, and I have two DVDs uh, to give away. So if you're interested in the two DVDs, uh, all you have to do is quite simple. Send me a tech-related question. And the two best questions on next week's show will get the two DVDs. Uh, So you can uh, email uh, reception102 at gmail.com as well and you can uh, leave a tech-related question and um, I'll get back to you by email or you can text uh, 0871669800 or... WhatsApp on the same number, or you can call zero six nine 200 Leave your tech-related, anything tech-related. And this week we actually have a, a question that's semi-tech-related, but I, I'll do my best to answer it anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's the new movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. We have two copies to give away. Um, very good movie. So it's well worth getting your hands on that DVD. And I'll announce the two winners on next week's show, uh, as well as answering their questions. So um, let's go ahead with the show. So actually, to start off with, I have a question from Michael in Newcastle West, and he said he's actually retiring soon, and the company he works for was offering to get him a watch as his retirement gift, and they were giving him a choice of what to get, and he was asking, um, "Do I know anything about watches? And what do I what do I think would be a good one to ask for?" Because he says he doesn't know anything about it, but what would be a good what you'd call an investment watch or a good watch to to get a good quality watch. Uh he didn't exactly say how much they were going to spend though, and that's that's a huge thing, but um I suppose it all depends on your budget. You know, you can go anything you can have a collectible G Shock Casio up to like an Audemars PK or something like that. But I'm just looking at a few different articles, a few different things about, I I watch a lot of YouTube videos about watches and things like that, and some of the crazy watches, like the um, Jacob and Co watches with all the the movements inside them that are worth like a million quid. Uh, But I was looking at some of what what this uh, article says about collectible watches, so the, the... it's given like a top 10 of collectible watches but these are well the first one anyway I know is, it doesn't say a price here but I know they're like at least 10 grand up to like 90 grand it's the Audemars PK Royal Oak uh, this is the jumbo green with the green face now a beautiful watch but they're, they're a lot of money alright but they'd be a good um watch uh, like you can never guarantee with prices You know, some Rolexes are famous for that dude. You can get one Rolex and it stays the same price You can get another Rolex, it goes up Another Re- Rolex, it goes down uh, It's like these special editions or limited editions There's one um, Rolex with the rainbow stones on the on the bezel uh, they have like all the colors going around and like it, it, people were buying them for like 6 or 7 grand and uh they were going up or Daytona's or different Rolexes and they were they were going up to like 10 20 30 grand you know they were they were doubling and tripling our money but you don't know it's uh watches as, a, as an investment is very I like the stock market or anything but um uh, but they, this is the list anyway that they give here. Uh, Patek Philippe Nautilus five one one five seven one one green. Another beautiful watch. Patek Philippe is another old, uh, like Audemars Piquet, They're they're uh, an old, a very well established uh, brand of uh, watch. But this 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 is another would be another high end, high price kind of watch. So it all depends on how much you're. Uh, your company's willing to spend. Uh, this would be a bit further down the price range would be a Tudor Black Bay 50. And so this is kind of, it looks uh, like um, a Rolex replica. It has the, the Rolex style bezel, Rolex style face as well. But apparently there, I was watching a few videos, they have their own, Tudor have their own respect in their own, uh, in their own field as well, even though they look Rolex-like, they, they still are quite collectible uh for kind of they'd still be a lot of them would still be one to two thousand or more but rolexes would be you know five thousand upwards up to like a hundred thousand or whatever uh, for special editions or vintage ones that would be rare and things like that or more even um, but <coughs> tudor would be like a cut price rolex but still collectible uh, you know that style uh Breitling Premier Heritage B09 chronograph another uh, very nice looking watch a more a le- this is on a leather strap the other ones were on metal straps and like a, mit- a cl- rubber strap uh was the last one uh but this is on a leather strap another nice looking watch Brettling, another famous kind of name wouldn't be as high as Rolex or Audemars PK or any of those um but a lovely looking watch uh, Rolex Explorer 36 mm bicolor so this would be a slightly s- a medium sized Rolex uh another another nice uh watch as well a kind of a what you call almost like a typical Rolex you, you know uh and Rolexes are, are are pretty good as the i think of all the watches the the most um f- i suppose the ones that would, that would be most recommended as as a uh, collector's watches is rolex cartier tank oh so this is a kind of a famous watch as well you see a lot of uh, celebrities and stuff wearing these uh they're the square fair kind of rectangular face with on a leather strap there's different versions of it this is the cartier tank louis cartier uh what else I haven't heard of this brand now Kirono Tokyo Anniversary Toki so this is a, a like a Japanese brand a horlogic, a Japanese horological Mastro uh, Hajime Asoka and are, they're made by him and are possibly our favorite watchmaker right now so this is a maybe the next uh, you know Audemars PK or the next you know that they're 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 predicting they, they, they see the, the quality or whatever in this article um and they think that they might be an investment kind of watch for the future that they might take off. Uh, Grand Seiko is another one. The Grand Seiko Birch Forest. So Grand Seiko is different from Grand Seiko. They're made in a different they're handmade and they're made in a different factory and they're like they're built to to rival Rolex, rival the high-end watches, the Grand Seikos and they'd be still 3 or 4 or 5000 quid each like but They'd be made to rival kind of like a 10,000 or 15 or 20,000 Rolex or, or some of the other high end brands. Uh, very, very well made, well finished, and things like that. Uh, from what i hear from the ex the various experts as well uh omega speedmaster professional another uh cool looking watch it has the all the the has a fancy bezel and all the it's a sports looking watch it's like a james bond looking watch of course james bond always wears omega as well doesn't he so it, it does look like one of those speedmaster professional 2021 uh, so that 's a oh blank pain tribute to fifty fathoms no rad. I, I have no idea what that means oh it looks like there 's a little radio this watch looks like a kind of like a rolex and it has um a little symbol in the middle of it like a yellow circle with the 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 red symbol looks like a radiation you know warning sign so I, maybe this has a radioactive if you have 11 grand to spare we'd be very tempted to spend on this the No rad was a very niche very short run version of the 50 fathoms back when watchmakers and wearers uh, started to realise a watch loom was radioactive and radiation was probably bad when they were building watches for the German Bundeswehr in the 1960s blank Spain went all out to reassure the military of their safety oh so there were I thought it had like a radioactive detector or something no it's just telling you that there was no radiation in the watch uh so they think that this is a very rare watch and it could go up in price because it's kind of a uh, it has something unique about it and there was i presume there were a low there was only five five hundred uh ever made so and that's the the end of the list but yeah i suppose um it all depends on how much your company is is uh investing in i suppose like if it's only three or four or five hundred quid you'd be on a different budget you know if the if they're spending four or five thousand you could get like an entry level rolex or something like that if it's only a 100 or 150 quid you could get a casio g shock the the ga 2100 is a, a lovely one i've got one of those <laughs> but uh yeah no best of luck with your uh retirement and Uh, I hope I've helped some way with watches anyway um it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. And there's lots of actually uh if you actually go on YouTube and look up, um there's a Pride in Pinion is a shop in Belfast and the the guy is mad now. He's mad as a bag of hammers as they say. <laughs> but um he does very good watch reviews and things like that. Uh if you don't mind listening to some bad language and stuff, but he really knows his stuff like every watch he talks about, he, he gives the, the model numbers and everything. And um so he'd be a good one. That's a lot of it's a lot of his stuff I watch, as well as a few others as well. But um, yeah, best to look with that. Best to look with the retirement, and let's have a look at some of the latest in tech. Fraud or just failure? Taranos founder uh, Elizabeth Holmes trial opens. So this lady uh, Elizabeth Holmes was set up a company. And she used to do these presentations a bit like Steve Jobs used to do. She dressed like him, the exact like a very simple, like a turtleneck. And she talked very straight and to the point. And she had this, like a blood testing. I'm going to see exactly what it was. But it was like um, they just took a, a sample of of saliva or something. And then they told you they could tell everything about you. And they were just making it up pretty much, The the... Uh, they tricked a lot of people into thinking that they could do a lot more because people knew where technology was. You know, there was other companies that would test. I don't know, was a blood or saliva. i a bit here about a company which claims. Yeah, see, what she was very good at before. I read this bit was was convincing investors. That's where she was most effective was uh, convincing um, uh, investors. She convinced them to hand over 140 million. It turned, it went up to 150 million uh yeah so on several occasions she got investors in uh, to and she was actually running out of money and it says here she decided to lie um it was touted the terranos the company she started was touted as a breakthrough health technology company they claimed to have devised blood tests that only required very small amounts of blood and could be performed very rapidly using small auto- automated devices the company had developed however these claims were later proven false um yeah so they they claimed they could tell everything about you just by um just by a drop of blood and uh it turned out it wasn't true, so scientists kind of knew where where the technology was that time, and they knew what she was saying wasn't wasn't in line with where the technology was, so unless she was after inventing whole new technology um it wouldn't be kind of possible with the small drop of blood to tell all the things she was saying uh but they got caught out eventually anyway. Um, NASA sets a new date for James Webb Space uh, Telescope launch. The observatory is set to launch on December 18th so there's a picture here like a, a lot of uh, you, you can tell that it's very well come it's like me packing a suitcase everything is fitted in exactly right uh, to, as much as possible into the small area <laughs> uh, the James Webb Space Te- uh, Telescope humanity's next big space bound eye on the cosmos was set uh, has set a new launch date of December 18th NASA announced on Wednesday the latest among dozens of other delays for a telescope that was originally planned to go up in space as early as two thousand and seven. But you know what? It's better <laughs> better off to to be a hundred percent sure before you send it up, before uh, rather than take a chance and get the eight point eight billion observatory uh, exploded in on on launch or something, uh, named after NASA's second administrator, oh, James Webb was oh okay. Um, it's uh, who was the first administrator? Was it Warner von Brahm or something? <laughs> the 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 guy that they captured from the Nazis? Uh, <laughs> they probably won't call a lot after him because that was a. Uh, People were saying that that really, although he was a genius and that kind of thing, but the things he had done in Germany were bad, or the things he had ordered to do. There were stories about the like, whoever was the slowest two workers every week were shot or something. And he was, uh, yeah, he was uh, a kind of had a nasty past behind him uh, when he came to run the space program at NASA. Uh, is a, uh, anyway, it's a tennis court-sized successor to NASA's famed Hubble telescope. Its 18 hexagonal gold-plated mirrors will allow the spacecraft to view distant planets and the far reaches of the universe with a level of detail that far surpasses uh, Hubble's capabilities. Uh, Maybe they can finally, like, focus it in on the moon and show all the the moon landing uh, gear and everything on the surface of the moon for all the the ones who don't believe that uh, people actually went to the moon to, to prove it to them. Um, Astronomers (laughs) have been looking forward to the telescope's launch for years, but its development has been set back uh, by years of delays, development challenges and cost overruns. NASA and Northrop Grumman, the telescope's prime contractor, uh, initially set a one billion budget for James Webb with a launch date of sometime in 2007. By 2011, the launch date had slipped to 2018 and that was pushed even further with uh, development accidents driving up costs. Uh, Earlier last year, NASA's Inspector General foresaw delays due to a handful of technical challenges and the pandemic added more delays last year, pushing the launch date to October 31st. Uh, The latest delay has nothing to do with the telescope. The Ariane 5 rocket James Webb will launch on uh, was effectively grounded for nearly a year due to problems with its payload uh, fairings that were uh, detected uh, in two separate commercial missions in 2020. Okay, so, yeah, you don't want to be using a faulty rocket. Are you not using... Um, the, not using... What's his name's uh, Elon Musk's rockets. I guess not, if they're using the Ariane 5. I think these ones are, don't have that name. But, uh, yeah, no, hopefully they get it going now. Uh, it'll be nice to get all new... Uh, shots of the cosmos and everything i'm sure um the likes of uh neil degrasse tyson and them would be be delighted to to see all new images the physicists and astronomers and things like that would be glad and astrologers <laughs> would be glad to see new pictures of the cosmos <laughs> so they can they can guess what uh is going to happen to everyone next week uh, around 65 percent of eight to f- 12-year-olds have had their own social media account, despite minimum age restrictions on most platforms. That's an increase of 8% on last year, according to a survey by CyberSafe Ireland. It found that 30% of children have friends or followers on social media that they don't know. Uh, Alex Cooney, who's CEO of Cybersafe Ireland, says online platforms need to do more uh, to make their sites safer for children. Often child safety is not something that's considered in the design of these online platforms or online services. And it's something that really does need to be given much greater consideration So that children can have a positive experience online, can navigate these sites safely. I think it's important that the tech companies recognize some of their audience is going to be children and that they're going to need to do a lot more to protect them. Yeah, I think a lot of these websites need to have like... um different layer like twitter for example do you know uh people are being blocked and banned off of twitter and things like that and uh it's kind of there's a lot of nasty stuff and there's political stuff back and forth and it's kind of a in some ways it's kind of a wild west what might be good is actually have like um a twitter for say over 18s or a certain like an unrestricted Twitter where say if you don't want any controversy you don't want any of that kind of stuff have go on to have have a Twitter with a lot less restrictions to let all the the mad crowd go to and then have like a more strict Twitter that younger people can go on or people that uh are not interested in having arguments or that that are more sensitive or whatever that, that just want to have a, a nicer <laughs> experience can can do that twitter you know that, that yeah that just like a switch on on it that you can hit the switch and you'll be in the restricted twitter and that they they police the restricted one much heavier if you say if you do a uh, break any of their restrictions or the 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 str- more stringent restrictions in the restricted one that that you'll be either just put onto the unrestricted one, or you'll be um, you'll be banned or whatever, or that yeah that you could be banned or whatever like that. But uh, and then the people who just want to say whatever they want or <laughs> have their own political views and things like that can be on the on the unrest- I don't know how big a job that that would be. Probably a massive job to do, to be honest. But uh, I want yeah maybe that's that's something that could be done. But uh, yeah, children's safety, they don't really police the age limits very well. All you have to do is just say you are and they they take your word for it kind of thing. But what can they do, I suppose? Uh, It's difficult when, when it's available and open to everyone to apply or to join and things like that. Uh, 139 businesses have been named Ireland's best managed companies according to Delight Ireland there were 25 new entrants to the list including Clannacilty Food Company in Cork are they the ones that make the puddings and sausages and all I presume they are Ergal uh, contra- uh, Contracts in Monaghan and Celtec in Waterford I've heard of them in Kel-tech. Uh Anya Cummins from Delight Ireland says a Mayo company specialising in PPE won the best family business award winning company this year of the family business award was mayo based port west so they're a global manufacturer and innovator of workwear safety wear and ppe um, and really demonstrated incredible resilience not only in the last year but throughout the years of their performance yeah it's been a good year for um, companies like that isn't it or a good few years now at this stage it's it's gone on a couple of years now uh since coronavirus and all that so uh Yeah, uh, like the same for like Zoom and for online shopping and things like that. Certain industries have really been boosted by um, the pandemic and things like that. Um, And it's been tougher for other businesses than businesses that weren't set up online and things like that. Um, Even like for uh, broadcasting and things like that. Uh, Broadcasting from home and... We were lucky here, I suppose. A lot of the presenters had a kind of a, uh, a kind of a setup at home as well. Or a basic, you know, I have a USB microphone or something like that. Uh, podcasters were, it really suited podcasters. Like, uh, say my brother is in the mixed martial arts industry. He's a journalist and podcaster in mixed martial arts. And uh, he has his own studio at home. I kind of built it for him or helped him build it. and well, I built it for him, really. <laughs> but uh, he has like a man cave thing, as they call it. And he has his uh, computers and he has his... Um, interface with a nice microphone and the whole lot and a camera setup. He's a four K camera and everything. So he's a good he's a very good setup there. And um he was all ready to go. When the pandemic started nothing changed. He was at home anyway. So he was able to continue as he was. Whereas some of the higher end guys that were working for like ESPN or Fox Sports or some that had to work from home suddenly the sound was terrible they were using headsets and their phone on a stand and the the quality was poor and you know even though they were working for multi-million dollar companies and it took them months and months it's uh, I don't know if it's still going on but it's <laughs> a lot of They it isn't it wasn't brilliant they, they weren't uh, very tech savvy and they weren't very well set up at home so when that happened uh, they were kind of ahead of the game so it definitely suited some more than others uh let's see. It's believed nearly all drivers overestimate how electric cars run out of charge. I know I'm I don't have an electric car, but that's that's probably why I haven't looked into one yet. You know, I look at like the the, the long range brand new Tesla plaid or whatever and I said, Oh that's probably the only one I drive, but that's a couple of hundred grand, so I'm not gonna be driving that. I said you know, you see all these other ones and you hear about them uh some of the ones that you'd get for a normal car price. And you know, like uh, thirty grand or whatever, and you see that oh, I was driving one hundred and fifty miles and it ran out. You know that kind of thing, and you're like, oh no way! Like I, I have a diesel car outside that'll do up to nine hundred kilometers on a on a on a single tank. That's the most I've ever got, but maybe on average about eight hundred or seven eighty or something like that, uh, on a on a tanky diesel. Whereas like if you have an electric car that's gonna run out like you can't you you know, I, I'd be afraid of it that way, you know. But that's where maybe a hybrid might be a starting point and then go to electric car or get Or if you can afford it, get a longer range one. But it says here anyway that it's believed nearly all drivers overestimate how often electric cars run out of charge. Uh, The AA says fewer than 4% of electric vehicles breakdown in attendance last year were for a flat battery. But in a poll, most people thought they would make up the overwhelming majority of calls. I didn't. I didn't think it would make up because there is literally a thing called range anxiety people are like i cannot go there i cannot do this because i have an electric car i i, I there'll be there won't be a stop or i'll have to stop here you have to plan everything every day is driving is like you have to make a whole plan whereas a diesel car you don't even think about refueling it's like oh i've a quarter of a tank left i better pull in at some stage in the next half an hour like and that's it uh you know even if you're running low uh, you just stop at the next petrol station it takes 30 seconds fill it up 2 minutes fill it up again and you're off again whereas you have to plan a whole trip say if you wanted to go to and I've done it <laughs> I went up to the Game of Thrones exhibition in Belfast and back down the same day if I had an electric car that was running out like 150-200 miles I'd be stopping a couple of times on the way up, uh, maybe charge it above and stop a couple of times on the way down, and um, you have to be waiting a half an hour here. And like, uh, they're not all super fast chargers either. Some chargers are slower than others, and uh, you could be waiting a couple of hours here or there if you want to fully charge it, or you just want to knock a few miles back into it. And yeah, it's I don't know for me for me anyway. It's not there yet. The only one that would be is like the the really long mile uh, high end I don't know if the Porsche Taycan has this, something that can if a car could do to Belfast and back down again in the same on one charge I'd be happy enough because I could just plug it in overnight then and it'd be ready for the next day you know keep it topped up and uh, I yeah if it well you'd have to have a I don't know well a plug some people say then if you plug them in at home into a normal socket it could take like two and a half days to charge the car or something ridiculous or like 20s or a day to charge the car or something like that uh depends on you have to put a fast charger at home as well and things like that so there is definitely a room for improvement but battery technology is going to move on i, I i've said it here a lot a lot of times they'll they'll get graphene into it they'll get something else where it can charge very very quickly and all of a sudden the whole battery game will change you know and uh it'll you'll be able to plug it in at home and it'll charge in you know less than half an hour and it'll be good for you know six seven eight hundred miles and when the technology gets there, uh, and it is, they're all working on it now. So it will. Like that was the problem before: is enough for the companies weren't working on it. But in fairness, to the, the companies like Tesla have got the ball rolling, and they showed that there's a big market there. So you know, Porsche, Mercedes, Volkswagen, Honda, they're all on board, and uh, they're all um, they're all working on new battery to Toyota. Of course, Toyota was before tesla but there were hybrids and things like that but toyota have a lot of patents on batteries and things like that as well so yeah they're all working on it though and they'll all have a uh, new technology in the coming years that is really going to uh, revolutionize batteries there's just so many minds at it you know it's like the coronavirus vaccine you know the whole world of science got behind it to develop the vaccine and that's how they got it done so quickly. And, you know, um, that's, that's, uh, what happens when you have, uh, uh like a group think or a group and they'll all, um, they'll all be working on battery technology. So I'm sure it'll, uh, it'll move on. And, um, pretty quickly in the coming years. Uh, that's, that's my prediction. Uh, Google says Android 12 is a few weeks away, makes beta available for uh, on Pixel 5a, uh, Google's newest software on its newest phone. Uh, Google is releasing what it says is the fifth and final version of Android 12 beta, uh, adding that the official release of Android 12 operating system is just a few weeks away. Uh, the new beta release will also be the first one that pixel 5a owners will be able to install uh, people who are already running the beta aren't likely to notice much of a difference uh, as its focus on, is on getting developers ready for the uh, impending official android 12 release rather than adding new features but those who've gotten their hands on google's latest phones uh, there's now an opportunity to see what release uh, will be like uh, before it happens uh, with the uh, with a ton of risk since the beta has entered its platform stability phase uh, The Pixel 5a launched late in August, and the beta hasn't been officially available on it until now. While the phone's launch has been limited, it's only been sold in the US and Japan. Uh, Anyone who's picked one up can now uh, play with the new version of Android before it officially uh, releases. If you're like me, running the beta could be a way to get some experience with a new release before it officially launches, and you could start getting questions about it from family members. Oh yeah, just to see what's the big difference. Uh yeah um, a lot of the times you don't even notice a lot of the difference i upgraded from 10 to 11 on my phone um a couple of months ago and there was a few things handy things here and there um but it wasn't huge difference i actually upgraded the my phone is a realme x2 pro and uh it has the android version and it has uh, the real realme's own i forget you just realme ui or whatever uh built into it as well and uh, that r- upgraded itself. Did a full upgrade of the of Realme's uh, skin on top of the Android software, like yesterday or the day before. And I didn't notice any difference. <laughs> I couldn't see any difference. But I was reading through the list of what it did, and most of it was just bug fixes and stability in camera and different different things. It was just kind of a uh, basic enough stuff. Um, it's actually... I did take a picture this morning with, like, a two-time Zoom. There was actually a nice car parked up, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm to get a picture, side profile of, a like, a sports car that was parked somewhere. And uh, I used the two-time Zoom, and it seemed more stable, actually, than it normally does now Now that I think about it. Um, but, yeah, the, they make minor differences, and they fix bugs and things like that, but a lot of them you don't notice. It. But uh, usually an Android you would, all right? A full Android... Uh, upgrade you'd you'd see a difference, alright, because they and I think oh, well no this is Windows. I'm thinking of Windows is doing a full upgrade as well and that's going to be big changes in that as well. But um yeah, let's uh wait and see. Uh that'll be coming up soon. Um this is on the verge. Mercedes Benz reveals an electric G Wagon concept for the future. So this is like it looks like a normal G Wagon on the side. Uh the top is black uh, and a lot just under the window line it turns the silver all the rest of the way down uh, the front grille is a typical it looks like do you know the S, new s-class mercedes the electric one it's all kind of smooth plastic but it's like silver and black with like lights like a ring light headlights built into it the mercedes badge look like it's glowing and around the edge of the grille looks like it's glowing uh, but it's all smooth because it's all electric uh, they don't need Vince for uh, cooling down a big petrol engine or something. Uh, Mercedes Benz has revealed an electric concept version of its boxy. Like you, Jeeps are probably good things for um, to be electric because they're naturally heavy anyway, and so you can fit a lot of batteries. There's space in them as well, so you can fit a lot of batteries in them. So you can get um, you can get good uh, if you want to make them high mileage you can do that by just adding extra batteries uh oh yeah that's actually i was talking about battery technology earlier and not a lot of what might help that is actually the structural battery technology uh that they're working on like the chassis itself could be a battery or like the floor pan the structural part of the car could be um a, an actual battery to could hold charge in it or whatever uh so that might be another way to reduce the amount of batteries so you can just even if they didn't improve the how much charge they could hold in batteries and things like that if they could make them structural batteries um then you could have a way more batteries hidden in the car almost hidden throughout the car and use that as a use that as have like treble the batteries you'd normally have because it's all so you can up the mileage that way but the thing is uh, i don't know how quick they'd be for taking charge and things like that to charge them up so there's still improvements to be made there but anyway this mercedes g-wagon officially known as the eqg um, mercedes-benz was really light on details about the electric suv while showing it off at 2021 this to me looks like it's going to be a production car it looks sometimes they they bring out concepts and they'll never be made but this it's not outlandish it looks like you could be in the showroom looking like that they, you know these some of them are crazy and they have like um Little panel, like a hundred panel, tiny little panels on the bonnet that that moves with the waves of the wind or something, and the whole car flexes itself, and the the seats uh, are like clamshells, and <laughs> they're just mad looking. But this looks like a production car. I think it will. I think it's like an early. It's testing the waters of a production electric uh, G wagon. I think they will release it. Uh, it first revealed in the twenty eighteen uh, uh, or. Mercedes-Benz may modify the the new generation of G-Class that it first revealed in the 2018 Detroit Auto Show and something to gawk at uh, until a production version comes. It's a striking first attempt, though. The EQG is clad in the same kind of two-tone paint job that Mercedes-Benz used on the EQS. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, the The, S-Class. Yeah, it does look very like that. Uh, The illuminated grille and the company had been toying uh, with some of the other concepts and production vehicles. Finally, it does look... uh, it does but doesn't look out of place, yeah. So, there's they have a on the Mercedes YouTube page, they have the EQG, um, like a video <laughs> with some like an, a man in an octopus, uh, um, costume and two other people, three other people dressed up as like 1950s space movie characters, uh, with, <laughs> with the Mercedes uh, wagon. But yeah, uh, it looks cool now, um. So for last few stories here, uh, iPhone 13 and Apple Watch Series 7 launch How to Watch Apple's September 14th eventually I saw the Apple are doing another launch event uh, what to expect new satellite connected iPhones I thought they were cancelling that or something or they were changing their mind about it uh, larger Apple watches and more maybe not maybe that was something else that was doing it I remember last week we were talking about something with satellite that was cancelled or something more than half a century ago a Los Angeles based Mamas and the Papas blew the charts with California Dream and a catchy folk song that would become the most popular songs of all time Apple would likely be challenging <laughs> channeling some of the hit-making magic for its next iPhone 2 when it holds its California streaming event on September 14th. (laughs) Oh, God, cheesy. Uh, The event, which will be held virtually amid the coronavirus, is expected to include announcements for a new Apple Watch Series 7, and a revamped design along with the iPhone 13 are potentially called the iPhone 12S. Uh, Apple hasn't discussed its plans for the devices aside from a mention of the new iPhones in FCC filings on Monday. Are they are they going to be one of these companies? A lot of companies skip 13s and stuff because they're afraid of like bad luck or whatever with 13. Uh, what company did it? There was someone that did it recently or a few years ago maybe they skipped number 13 they just went to 14 or whatever Uh, the most dramatic change for the new iphones aside from better cameras uh, apple always tends to offer is said to be the capability to make calls and send text in emergencies uh, when there's no cell coverage Uh, generally though they're expected to still rely on 5g wireless technology for day-to-day connectivity Oh, that was the satellite thing is it that you can send texts even when you're out of a when you're out of range, uh, the iPhone 13 comes a year after one of Apple's most successful launches with the 5G-powered uh, iPhone 12. The device offered the first major revamp of the iPhone's design since 2017, uh, when Apple introduced the, the iPhone 10 uh, or X as it's written here. Um, yeah, the iPhone 10 was a big upgrade, all right, uh, that time from the previous one. So and so, this they're saying this is going to be the the next new big one. So yeah, that'll, that'll be some announcements and the watch as well. And I thought I had, oh yes, so this is actually conveniently <laughs> here. I uh, uh, I, sk- I had a different story for the second last story, uh, but I'll, I'll use this as the second last story and I'll use the other story as the last story. Uh, we're just talking about a new iPhone, iWatch, I, what do they call it? The new Apple Watch. That's it. If you want... uh, the, So this is the best budget smartwatches under 100 quid, according to CNET. And if you want the smartwatch that covers the basics at a fraction of the price of big-name competitors like the Apple Watch, you've got it covered. So let's see what they say here. Uh, the Apple Watch Series 6, Galaxy Watch 3, and Fitbits. Is there a Galaxy Watch 4? No. No, maybe. There's a tree something, a tree Pro. There's a classic version with that bezel and stuff on it. Uh, and Fitbit Sense are sophisticated smartwatches that can do everything from keep an eye on your overall health and well-being to take calls on your wrist. But if you're looking for a basic cheap smartwatch that won't break the bank, uh, you're often left scouring the listings on Amazon or Wish to find the best smartphone, smartwatch deals. Uh, I've spent a week testing out three budget alternatives. Let's see which ones they picked. I have been t- testing a budget alternative as well and it looks very like a, an Apple Watch. So see, let's see if my one is in there. Uh let's fit smartwatch in addition to basics that i listed before this cheap smartwatch uh, display no- notifications from your phone like the others can do and tracks your sleep i found this budget smartwatch had most accurate sleep tracking of the three watches in this comparison it's 1.3 color display is decent but doesn't get as bright as one of the other watches on the list plus you only get four watch faces to choose from uh, the let's fit track uh it tracks eight different workout types walk run bike climbing yoga treadmill actually i haven't even tested which probably says a lot about me but i haven't tested which exercise uh ones are on my watch that the, i got a Realme watch pro 2 and uh yeah i've been finding quite like the best i haven't charged it in five days uh or maybe six days and how much battery have i still i've still 62 percent battery so it's very good on battery uh but we'll let's read the rest of these before i tell you about the the one i'm wearing uh let's fit tracks eight different workout types walk run yeah so we're saying that uh, to track distance using an outdoor workout you'll need to take your phone with you as this watch has connected g oh you won't need to take the phone with you has connected gps rather than built-in gps Uh, the battery lasts up to 10 days with regular use and can be extended up to 30 days if you keep it on standby mode Uh, Ender smartwatch ndur uh, this budget smartwatch proves that uh, looks can be deceiving because the 65 price tag doesn't match its premium exterior and smartwatch features the indoor watch has a sleek metal frame and comfortable watch strap and 1.4 inch color touchscreen was the brightest of the watches i've tested in this comparison it's even uh, it's easy enough to see in direct sunlight i can track seven different workout types uh has connected gps like the less fit watch meaning it'll you'll need to have your phone with you to track distance and see how your workout uh route on map um sleep tracking doesn't seem to be as accurate however as i thought it was sleeping i was sleeping while i was sitting on the couch i thought i was sleeping while i was on the couch watching tv and didn't doing the dishes before bed but, the only, uh, but it is only one out of the smartwatches that has uh, blood oxygen levels or SpO2 on the spot, a feature that's new even for competitors like Apple Watch and Galaxy Watch 3. And the last one is the Beep S Bip S. So they don't have my one, so I can tell you about my one after this. I can add to this list. Uh, this is the priciest watch in the list, but for good reason, it's Transflective. Trans... Yeah, Transflective 1.3-inch TFT touchscreen stays on. So it's not OLED, is it? Uh, Stays on at all times, similar to the Apple Watch Series 6, uh, Galaxy Watch 3, and Fitbit Sense. So you won't have to... And there was another... What was the one... The Tick Watch, the T I K Watch, is like the competitor for the Samsung Galaxy Watch, but there it's like three hundred quid or two hundred and fifty quid or something. But that has the thing; it it has like a normal, like a phone screen and OLED screen, and it has like an LCD, an old style screen on as well, like on layered on it. So when the screen goes off, you have um, that LCD screen giving you a time all the time, so it doesn't go off. Whereas like the Samsung Watch will just go black, and it'll and my watch here is just dark but this has like an always the that that tick watch so it has a an always on and it has wear os built in but it's like same same price kind of price as the samsung watch but these are th- we're looking at budget ones here now so uh it's the priciest watch on the list but for good reason it's transfective yeah uh sim- it has a look similar to series 6 oh yeah galaxy watch uh it doesn't look as premium as those more expensive watches but the budget smartwatch does have a backlight uh the S also has um a built-in gps so you can leave your phone behind when you're out on the run and any other workout and any other outdoor workout it also has the most robust exercise tracking with support for 10 workout types run cycle elliptical treadmill walk spin weights freestyle yoga pool and outdoor swim it does pool and snooker (laughs) pool and outdoor swim and automatically uh pauses your workouts when it reflects when it detects you haven't moved for a while Uh, this watch was the biggest selection of watch faces to choose from plus the option to customize some of the metrics uh, displayed on the watch faces like uh, weather or daily calorie burn as for battery life the company says the Bip can last up to 40 days worth of use on standby. But with regular use, uh, it's down to about 15 days. So I've actually got up an article here about the one I'm, the watch, the Realme Watch 2 Pro. It's the one I'm wearing now because I don't know all the specs of it. I don't have it that long, but, um, Uh, 90 sports modes VO2 I know it has the O2 uh, sensor it has a heart rate sensor as well the Realme Watch 2 seems to serve athletes better than the round and in several points uh, better equipment equipped watch than the Watch S Pro which is their other watch is the the circle watch that kind of looks like more like the Samsung one Uh, it's a 1.7 inch display 320 by 38 pixel full touch uh, glossy and 30 hertz refresh rate uh, it says 75 quid here I think I paid a little less than that for it uh, the manufacturer may use uh, I don't know what's written there uh, since the first Realme Watch um, the Watch 2 Realme Watch S and S Pro are somewhat better equipped and for example independently regulate the display brightness via an ambient light sensor uh, I haven't seen a problem with that though Mine, it says this: my, the watch I'm wearing doesn't uh, automatically change the brightness but it's very simple you just swipe to the right and you press the little brightness button up but up or down but uh, in most situations I've never had a problem seeing it anyway even indoors or outdoors on like the lowest setting I can still see it fine uh, of the three non-round ones the Realme Watch and Watch 2 are 1.4 inches the smaller Uh, than the present Watch 2 Pro which has a display of 1.75 inches so this one is 1.75 only one of the three have GPS other hardware uh, on all three includes an accelerometer and heart rate monitor I think yeah there's GPS on this one that I have uh, analyzes blood oxygen SpO2 as they call it illumination of the 1.7 can be manually adjusted in 5 steps between 20 and 100 yeah it's, it's easy to do that as well via quick uh, settings menu in the test 40% was often sufficient even in sunshine yeah I have it on the lowest setting and it seems to be fine in sunshine despite good brightness black uh, images areas on the LCD remain comparatively dark and ensure good contrast yeah that's pretty true uh, the plastic casing is certified according to ip68 yeah it's uh, the rubber strap is pretty soft rubber it's actually very soft rubber so it's it's easy to wear uh side button operation which is otherwise done via the touchscreen. Uh, 22 millimeter silicone strap can be easily changed via quick release yeah it has the quick release. a lot of those watches and it's so handy they put them into watches now <coughs> is the little quick release bar you just stick your thumb in and pull the quick release to get it off years ago you'd be sticking a knife in the side of the watch to try to get straps off and things like that so so uh, I love these quick releases and the new watches uh, can be easily changed. Uh, the original Realme sets an accent with its slogan, Dare to Leap. Uh, watch 2 and Watch 2 Pro also feature a total of 90 sports modes. Okay, that's a lot of sports modes. <laughs> 90 sports modes? It seems like a lot. Anyway, to say I haven't used any of them yet. Well, I have been out walking with it though. um It's handy; it has the GPS, alright, because it can really show the the route and all that. uh To set up Realme Watch True, download the Realme Link app. Yeah, I had I had to get the app. It tells you all about your sleep and how much, how many steps you've done and where you've walked or whatever, however you want to set it up. uh The app uh, sets you set reminders to exercise and intake fluid as well as alarms interval for monitoring heart you can set an alarm in it as well on the watch itself Uh it vibrates to kind of let you know uh, the apps and widgets uh, installed on the watch too can be sorted individually hidden uh, via Realme link app so just have it on here or you can actually set a picture as your background as well i have a picture of myself and my wife as the background so it has activity heart rate spo 2 uh, sleep workout so it tells you how what type of sleep you have as well like deep sleep um what time you were how uh, if you were awake during the night and what time and uh, light sleep and things like that uh workout records alarm weather st- the weather doesn't seem to work in my i think i have to have the gps turned on on my on my phone for it to work or have something i don't know i've, I've done something wrong anyway uh stopwatch timer music oh yeah controls yeah works on youtube spotify all that anyway uh camera oh yeah so it works as a remote control for the camera on your phone as well so you could set up your phone in the distance and stand there with the crowd and then just press your watch and it'll like a three second delay it'll take a photo so that's handy that way as well breathe it's it's, i don't know if it can monitor your breathing haven't tried that anyway and Realme link yeah so um, yeah I found it quite good but the other ones look quite good as well it has a magnetic charger as well you just take it off and like lay it on the charger it's like a flat plate on the end of a wire and you just lay the lay the watch on top of it and it'll uh, it'll find itself onto the the things and uh, start charging itself so quite handy there uh, oh yeah there's loads of faces to choose from as well there's kind of mechanical ones there's arty kind of ones that look like Mickey Mouse or something uh, there's ones with like uh, waves on the beach washing back and forth so it's like a little video one and as I say you can have your own pictures so you can have a picture of your favourite soccer team or you can have a limerick hurling Oh, that might. I might actually do that the limerick hurling symbol as the background on my watch would be cool but at the moment I'll have myself and my wife picture uh, in a, like a castle or something something so it looks quite cool yeah so it's a nice screen on them yeah so but a lot of them could do that but this is the more budget in the things i was looking at today so that, that's i got the budget one so uh that's it for today hope you've enjoyed the show uh you can always call zero six nine 200 and it'll be worth it this time because i have two uh dvds to give away uh for those who wish me dead um So if you are interested in one of the two DVDs, you can call, uh, you can uh, send a question in for next week's Tech Thursday. And if I get your question during the week, I'll keep you in uh, in the draw for next week's show. And the first two questions I answer, uh, I'll pull them out of a hat and I'll answer those questions. And those two will get the two DVDs. Those Who Wish Me Dead by, um, with Angelina Jolie and uh, Peter Baelish if you remember him out of Game of Thrones he's in it as well very very good film two of those DVDs Um to give away on uh, next week's show. So I'll announce the winners next week with their questions. Uh, so you can call, if you want, one of those DVDs. Uh, you can call with your anything tech-related question. You know, I talk about a lot of different things, from watches to fridges to TVs to computers to anything that way. Um, <clears throat> you can call zero six nine 200 or you can text or WhatsApp 87 but I suppose the best way, as I say, always to get me is reception102 at gmail.com. And you can send in your question there and uh, I can get back to you. Uh, if you're calling on the phone, uh, make sure that you leave a number, uh, a name and number so we can get back to you. And uh, with, you can with the email and stuff as well if you want uh, to, uh, with your question. Uh, It might make it easier to to leave a name and number and we can get back to you with your information about collecting your DVD if you're one of the lucky winners. So this has been Tech Thursday. I've been Patrick Sheehan. Hope you've enjoyed it. Best of luck. I think it was Michael at the start with his retirement, looking for watches. Best of luck with your retirement. Uh, uh, Give a call with your tech question for your DVDs. I've been Patrick Sheehan. I'll talk to you again next week with Tech Thursday. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limer 102 FM.